Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. There's still time. What am I talking about? The Kick-Ass Boot Camp. Yep. It started yesterday, but you haven't missed anything yet. You can still join in. If you've been on the fence and you've been thinking, I'm in a lot of pain, I've had anxiety, I'm really tired of suffering, I need to do something, I want to transform quickly, and hey, I'm going to have some support over the holidays. I'm going to actually be doing work on myself, so I go into the new year feeling groovy. To me, that is all the incentive I need. So, if you haven't joined and you've been thinking about it, do it. Do it now because there's no reason you should keep suffering with what is happening as far as your emotional state. Perhaps it's a dysfunctional relationship or you've been alone a long time or you haven't let go of somebody. Whatever it happens to be, this is going to help you. So just email Nicole at tracycrossley.com or go to my website. The Kick-Ass Bootcamp is there. You can also message me as well. But the shortcut is actually to talk to Nicole because she is ready and waiting to hear from you. I highly suggest doing it today since it started yesterday. All right, you guys, on with the podcast. Hey there. Hi there. Hello there. Woohoo! We are back for another episode of Journey of Attachment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fun, right? It's episode number 407, and we are talking about get over it. I don't like the way you feel. I need to change that, or I need you to change that. I'm not sure what the final title will be, but it will absolutely be get over it. Um, (laughs) People like to say that to people when they don't want to deal with whatever it is you feel, right? And what does that do? Does that make your feelings ever go away? Mm, Not usually. What it does is it makes you suck them in and suck them down and walk on eggshells if you're afraid to lose the relationship or you're afraid to have a relationship where this person is rejecting you basically, right? And you're afraid to do anything inside of that except to show up how you think that they want you to show up, right? So... How many of us, though, become afraid of expressing ourselves when it's our true feelings? Because we're afraid, oh, God, I'm going to upset everybody. I don't want to upset everybody. That's a big thing. And this goes back to childhood once again in terms of what we've allowed ourselves to express. And so as adults, a lot of us think we express truth. A lot of times we express blame, right? Um, we express, oh, that's a blue sky. Oh, look at the asphalt. It's, um, it's black. Oh, look, the freeway, it's gray. It's cement. I mean, obviously, oh, those are red bricks. Um, yeah, okay. That's not going to offend anybody, right? Because those are just descriptions of what you're seeing in front of you. And therefore, those are okay. But if it's a description of how you feel which is just as valid as the things I have named, somehow, some way, we suck it up and we try to change the picture. That's not a gray freeway. It's purple. I mean, that's really what you're saying. You're not saying what's true. You're saying it's a purple freeway. Hey, that's a yellow sky. And maybe if you live in a smoggy area, it is. Um, you know, or that asphalt is all of a sudden not black. It is uh green <laughs> i don't know but, but that's the 
silliness of when we disown our feelings. It's just that silly, but it's not easy. And I'm not saying it is. So the deal is when someone has said, get over it, they don't want to hear anymore. They don't like how you feel. You need to change your mind. You're not getting it. What the hell's wrong with you? Don't you see reality, how they see it? Well, that's the reality. How the hell can you argue with that? Well, you can. And they may think you're delusional. And because you're not connected to your feelings or you've never trusted your feelings because you weren't taught to, that can make you feel uneasy, unsteady, and like you're going to be abandoned. Oh, shit, I'm feeling the wrong thing. I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm fucking wrong. But it's not true. The only way we make it true is by disowning ourselves, right? By disowning what it is that we do. And so, you know, in my case, this was huge for me in terms of my own upbringing and in terms of the relationships I chose for a really long time. Because some people can't handle anything outside of their version of reality being true. They just can't. They just won't. And even if it's a feeling you're sharing about something, it doesn't even have to be about that other person and how you feel about them or how you feel about the relationship or whatever. You could be sharing feelings you have about something and they may go, well, that's stupid. Well, why do you feel that? You just need to get over it. You could be describing a relationship with another person to them. Well, you just need to get over it. Does that ever make you feel good? Does that ever make you get over it? Not last time I checked. I've never met somebody who's able to just go, oh, okay, I'm going to get over it. Doesn't work that way. Makes you pretty resentful, though, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. So when people don't want to look at themselves any more than they have to, right? They don't want to take any responsibility. It's just better to go, they're all right. I'm, I'm you know, going to abstain I'm not ever going to say I'm wrong. Sure, what you're saying is kind of sort of valid, but you still need to get over it. Whatever, however they put it, where it's not an honoring or a respect for your feelings, which usually starts with you and your own disrespect and not honoring your own feelings, right? And that doesn't always mean that's the way it is. People will still not want to go there because of themselves. So none of us ever really want to hear criticism or blame I don't know anybody that really does. It's nobody's going, yeah, you know, give me all that criticism. Blame me. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of masochistic. And yet there are people that do want to be blamed because then they can feel sorry for themselves and then they never, ever have to move forward, right? I don't have to move forward. I can just sit here. I'm a big piece of shit. Everybody thinks I am. So fuck it. I'm not going to do anything. I mean, I used to feel that way years ago when I was going through, you know, where I lost everything and you know, like a creditor would call and he'd be like, okay, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I took the blame. Yep, I'm broke. Yep, I am upside down. Yep, I don't have any money. You know, I just kind of went with it. And I felt like shit. I didn't feel great because, of course, I was kicking my own ass at the time. It wasn't that I was taking responsibility. I was blaming myself, which is a whole other feeling, right? So when it comes to not even having it be about that, And let's say you're talking about explaining to somebody how their actions impact you. Like, let's say you're meeting your friend for dinner and your friend always shows up a half hour late and you sit and you allow it all the time and you feel shitty, resentful, angry, what have you, right? And you're not sharing this with that friend. What are you doing? Well, you're not you're not putting yourself in a position to have an authentic connection with them. 
um, or the possibility of having a better bond or giving yourself a choice to not subject yourself to this in the first place. And so it's not that you're going, hey, you know what? You're always late, blah, blah, blah. It's, hey, look, I recognize that, you know, we had agreed to get together at 6. It's now 6.30. I've been here for a half hour. I value my time more than this, so I'm not going to do this again. When we make plans to be meeting at a certain time, if you're not there by 10 after, then I'm just going to go ahead and go. And that's what I'm going to do from now on because I need to take care of myself. I'm not telling you you're a bad person. I'm not telling you that you even have to do anything differently. I'm just sharing with you what I'm going to be doing. And when you come from that place, somebody may still not want to hear that because they can't handle the responsibility of what they've done, right? So you can't hold people, again, accountable. can't force somebody to be there on time. That's not going to be there on time, right? And it's not that you're threatening this person, but their filter may feel like, oh, my God, I'm being threatened. Oh, you're going to give me an ultimatum? That wasn't an ultimatum. That was me telling you how I'm going to take care of myself because I'm not expecting you to do anything different, okay? I'm expecting me to take care of me, which means I'm not going to play a game with it either. Like, I'm not going to tell you 6 and it's really 6.30 and we both show up at 6.30. I'm not going to play that game either because that doesn't work for me. I'm being very straightforward with you. I love spending time with you. We have a great time together. At the same time, I will get resentful if I choose, okay, the word I choose is in there. I choose to take care of myself or I, I choose not to take care of myself by hanging out and waiting an extra half hour. That doesn't feel good to me. So I need to do what feels good to me, okay? So there's still people that are gonna go, well, you need to get over that. Well, you know, I have a job where I have to work, you know, and then you're gonna listen to their whole fucking litany of excuses. And that's not what you're asking for. And you can also say, and hey, you know what? I don't really wanna get into a deep discussion about this because it doesn't make me feel good. So I'm not going to be having this discussion. I'm totally cool. I'd rather just talk about, you know, other things that we usually talk about because we're not going to get to a good place together in this because of where I am right now. And that is I've waited a half hour. I don't want to talk about all the reasons why I've waited a half hour. I'm just stating to you what my actions are going to be in the future, right? You keep bringing it back to you. That's really hard for people to do. Like I'm saying this and I'm in a vacuum. I'm not in that moment. But I know that I have to do those things when shit like that comes up. Otherwise, I am not having a clean and clear conversation. But when you have somebody who is not willing to take any responsibility and you're just sharing the impact that they're having on you, they don't, they don't care. I can't deal with that. That's really what they're saying when they're saying get over it. They're saying I can't deal with that. I can't look at myself in that way. I don't want to change anything. Oh, my God. What are you talking about? It's you. You're the problem, right? That's what you get. And that's why people fear expressing their true feelings. So I am always blown away at the idea people have of shutting somebody down and believing that somehow when they've said, get over it, that that's changed their feelings. Like I said at the beginning, like I grew up with this. I needed to change my feelings. How the fuck do you just change your feelings? I don't know. Does anybody have a magic wand? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, okay, when you know, somebody's got a gun to your head or some other like physical thing where you're in danger, right? You know, they're, they're holding you hostage in some way. Well, okay, then you're going to agree with them. 
But that doesn't mean your feelings inside change. You still have the same fucking feelings. You're not going to go, oh, okay, I'm on your side now and everything I was feeling is irrelevant. It doesn't work that way. And it's not that we're forcing ourselves to feel how we do. We just feel how we do. Can you change your feelings? Yes, but there has to be a feeling from within of wanting to. Not because somebody's threatening you or shutting you down. That doesn't work. It's the same thing when people diet for their partner, right? Oh, I better lose weight so my partner finds me sexy or, you know, something like that. That doesn't really cut it because it's not for you. So then you aren't connected to what you're actually doing. You don't end up feeling good and you probably end up gaining all the weight back, right? So imagine the person who's wanting you to shut down though is actually wanting distance from you, right? That's the thing. When somebody tries to shut my feelings down, it doesn't mean that they change, like I said. If, if anything, I get angrier, and what happens is that I'm more distant from the person. And so this person, even though they may not consciously be aware, they're wanting distance from you. Because if they were interested in intimacy with you emotionally, then they would not be trying to shut you down. And of course, them trying to shut you down, it's not about you, it's about them and what they can handle. They don't want to have that intimacy, that real intimacy. They want things to be the same picture that they always try to keep of what their reality is. And they'd rather keep it at that level of intellect or whatever it is they can handle in their reality. It is so much about that. And so many people are rigid in this way. So let me give an example. Example is you're a kid and you're being accused of doing something you didn't do and your parents or your teacher or somebody is telling you how you're wrong or you're bad. And you start to try and share how you feel about it and they tell you that your feelings are wrong or to stop feeling that way. And this happens over and over again in your young life, right? And then you really start to monitor yourself because you don't want to have somebody upset with you. So you become a people pleaser. You manage other people. You're trying to control them so that nobody gets angry with you and tells you to get over it or stop feeling that way, right? And you hope that nobody ever attacks you again verbally. That's really what we do as little kids. Like, oh, my God, I better do this so that nobody does this to me. And then some of us, you know, end up rebelling because we feel like, oh, fuck it. I'm getting in trouble anyway, so may as well live at large, right? So the deal is it happens regardless, whether you say your true feelings or not. If somebody's going to attack you, they're going to attack you. It's up to you, though, to own it, right? What is going on here? What is my part? What can I do for me for self-care? So it doesn't do any good to suck down these feelings, right? It just doesn't. So what good does it do you to have relationships with people that you don't have intimacy in either, right? So these are things, you know, and I'm kind of wrapping up the introduction here, um, that we really don't consider. We're so used to the outside having to look okay that we haven't really focused on what's going on inside. So a lot of us want to keep the peace and we're too afraid to disrupt it. We'd rather suffer and you know, want people to be around us, but yet not care about the quality of those relationships, those people who have no interest in what we feel or who we truly are, right? Maybe they belittle us more besides get over it. They tell us we're delusional, there's something wrong with us, we're hysterical, we're overly emotional, uh, we're wrong, we're bad, how stupid are you, right? All sorts of things like that. Call to action. Holding in your feelings or denying them leads to all sorts of emotional and physical issues. 
You matter more than the suffering you do. It's true, it's true, it's true. Oh, another story, another story about my parents. Yay! Oh boy. Okay, so <laughs> if you've listened to my podcast over the years, I've talked about my parents because, hey, it's a story that's relatable. I don't talk about it like, oh, you know, feel sorry for me or wah, wah, wah. Talk about it because I get letters all the time from people who have very similar parents, whether it's one parent or both parents. They have similar parents to me in terms of it not being about unconditional love because parents either didn't have self-awareness, were abusive, narcissistic, or what have you, checked out, gone, or even have died, right? So there's all sorts of situations that produce the same kind of feelings, all right? So, anywho, um, so my birthday was in October, and I got an email on my birthday, which I shared on another podcast recently, and I had responded to them. And this was interesting because I had stayed awake, you know, three nights in a row. I described that, how I was... Um, waking up at four in the morning thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, because I have really stayed away from going into anything specific. Anytime I get around talking about my childhood with my parents, it's like total shutdown and there's no conversation to be had and not that I try to really have conversations with them anymore about it because I don't, because I'm not looking for the validation. I'm not looking for any of that. The issue has been over this longer period of time about what happened with my wedding last year and my mother feeling like I owe her something, which I don't. And because I'm not falling into that dynamic, it has created a total, let's say, um, I'm thinking of like an earthquake fault, you know, the crevice. That's what I'm thinking of, like the, the ground just separating like that, right? Not that the ground was ever together anyway. So I had sent that email and the email was very loving. I was not obnoxious in my email to them, even though for the first time, I ended up sharing information in it that I had not shared before. And um, basically around my mother being a narcissist. And I didn't say, oh, I've labeled her that. I'm like, well, every therapist I had has labeled my mother a narcissist and my father the enabler and possibly a narcissist himself. And, you know, I only say that because I used it in the reality of this whole situation has always been caused, you know, when we we have these falling out times, uh, because for some reason, my dad always thinks my mother's perfect and always right. And even when she's done things that impact me, and I've had a reaction to, you know, I've been triggered by, and I don't owe her anything. And yet my father thinks I owe her something and that I just need to get over my feelings, right? So, yeah, so that's always been the fun part of our relationship. And then my dad will get into, like, name-calling and all sorts of other crap, which is crazy because he would do that and he would not really ever know me, okay? And so going back to being misunderstood and all that as a kid, I have worked through all this shit. That's my point. So I got a response from my dad in email. And it, it basically said, oh, that was a very eloquent letter you sent us. Well, thank you. As I said, I wasn't a jerk in it. But then he went into a whole thing about logic and basically how I wasn't logical. And then he copied and pasted a bunch of narcissistic terms from the internet into the email. 
and then told me, I just need to get over it. Move on, he's done, and this is the end. Whatever that meant, I don't know. And when I read it, I started laughing. Not laughing like, oh my God, this is a nervous laugh. Laughing like, whoa, Nelly. <laughs> Did I just get this email? Okay, I just got this email. All righty. And it just showed how we are in two different realities. And I expected, I didn't expect they would ever get into giving any sort of validation to anything I'm saying. Like, that wasn't my intent anyways. It was validating myself in writing anything I did in this last year in the first place. Meaning, speaking my truth, being honest about my feelings, being honest from the get-go. It's just what I had to do for me. And realizing nobody else was going to do that, right? I could just sit down, shut up, uh, go along to get along and have all this private rage because I had all this rage from the situation and how my feelings, if I allow them to, are trampled. And that's where I've had to really step in and take care of my feelings and not put myself in the firing line. And that doesn't work. Like when you do that with your parents, if you've had an unhealthy dynamic, they're not necessarily going to respond like, oh my God, you're getting healthier, you're happier. That's great. They're going to still want you in the same dynamic because their subconscious minds are set up in these old patterns, okay? So for me, I totally knew that. And, and my dad, just basically by putting all these narcissistic terms, I mean, I wrote him back. I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I didn't really write much. I just said, you do realize you just called yourself out with what you sent to me. And I um, And I just said, this is not about you changing or me wanting you to be different or anything like that. This is me sharing to you how I feel and that that's not changing and that this is where I'm at. And I have always had a door open. You know, I do have an open door. Why? Because I can handle it. I can be around them and I, I can put myself in a position to have a lunch or a dinner or what have you with them and not feel like I'm getting sucked into that same dynamic. I feel I finally have stepped out of it and that these last few correspondences with them were really helpful to me because I, you know, and I was loving in the end. I'm like, hey, you know, the door is always open and always will be because I don't need to put a wall up. I really don't need to put a wall up. What's the point of that? That's energy that I'm wasting in trying to protect myself from something I can't protect myself from, right? So I, I'm like, yeah, I love you crazy kids. And uh, that was pretty much it. So my parents don't like, you know, don't have to like my feelings. They don't have to be on board with it. And this is why I'm sharing it, because we often think people need to get on board with our feelings, and they don't. But you can't change them because someone's telling you to get over them. It doesn't work, like I said in the beginning. So my feelings are mine, and I'm just expressing them, and I have every right to express them. If they want to hear them, they have that right, or they don't have to. So that is the deal. They're not going to hear me. Why? Because they're just not. That's not their reality. That's not what they choose to want to do. And that's really how it is. So most of us will only hear what we want to hear from people and we'll take it and we'll react and then we get all caught up in it and oh my god, I got to change this, but I'm not. I don't feel like I have to change a darn thing with them because I don't. And it's really how little impact we have on people when we share our true feelings if they're locked up, defensive, cut off and they're not going to do anything. Okay, then that's, again, that's their choice. But you can't choose to express your feelings with the idea that you're going to do that. Because the idea is if you're expressing your feelings like I am, 
what you're doing is you're hearing yourself say it and you're like, oh, cool, look at, I'm expressing that. Wow, that takes courage. Wow, that's amazing that I, a person who's been shut down, can actually say that. And even be told I'm delusional, you know, I'm just like, okay. I mean, insults flew, right? And I wasn't insulting. I was saying, hey, look, this is what it says. This is what it is. And I pretty much am the poster child of somebody who's had narcissistic parents or a narcissistic parent. And, you know, that's that's really it. My brother, oh, Lord, you know. Um, yeah, he, I feel for him uh, because he's been affected and, you know, he has a different way of coping and yet we both have the same understanding of our parents. I mean, it's just, that's how we see it. So my parents don't find it odd that I've explained this stuff to them and my, that my brother avoids them for the most part. Like, you know, like, hey, our kids, they're not really on board with our reality. Hmm, maybe there's something. No, they don't get it. And that's okay. This is my point in sharing this. It's okay. You can still be a whole human happy being who shares your feelings, regardless of the danger zone of expressing them to somebody who's going to shame you or make you feel illegitimate or invalidated or whatever if you allow it. And it takes time. It took me time. Oh, my God. This has taken me years, okay, because this is my original caregivers who I have the original impact from of my conditioning, right? Okay. Happy ending? That is the happy ending. I finally have come to that place, and I felt emotional freedom afterwards. All I feel is love for them. I absolutely do. It's like, okay, they are going to be in that limited reality, and that's fine. But I feel freer from my old beliefs I had about myself and and how I interacted with my parents. I don't feel that way anymore. I don't have the same stories. I set myself free. I still love them. And, you know, maybe they can trigger me in another way. Who the hell knows? But not in this way and not again. It's just never going to happen because I am taking care of myself. I will not put myself in a position to have to defend myself or to expect them to turn up for important occasions in mine or my children's lives. I don't have any expectation that they could ever do anything because they're just not going to. Okay, so and I can do all this without being an asshole. I have not been an asshole in this whole thing, even though I've been treated like I'm an asshole because that's how I've always been treated when whatever I have to say or however I feel doesn't go with their program. And that's fine. That's them. That's theirs. Call to action again. Holding in your feelings or denying them leads to all sorts of emotional and physical issues. You matter more than the suffering you do. Why is this important? Well, so many people want to keep the peace and have it look okay on the outside, but suffer on the inside. And somehow that's an okay way to go through your life. It's really not. Because if you don't want to suffer anymore and you want to feel good and have authentic relationships with people that feel good, like you can't wait to be around them, you have a connection and it's, you know, not this heavy beating up of others or yourself or both, then it's important to express your real feelings. But I know what you're thinking. You can't handle the thought of losing somebody or upsetting somebody or being cast out because that's what it feels like or looks like. And if you really look at it that way, you're allowing somebody else to control your emotional state because of the fear of what might happen if you lose this inauthentic relationship or people are mad at you. And they're mad because it's misdirected. It's their issue if they have a problem with your authentic feelings. That's about them. It's not about you. So you, of course, are used to holding the make-believe story in place for them, and they want that make-believe story to remain. And you somehow feel responsible 
for keeping the make-believe story in place. And so you can either choose to keep tiptoeing around, walking on eggshells, and everybody can think you're a great person, or maybe they're still mad at you. Like, I tried so hard to be great for so long, and then all this shit would just hit the fan with my parents. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my God, I was trying so hard to like make this work and you know call my mother all the time and talk about problems because she likes to listen to me talk about problems and then it would all blow up, okay? And that's what's funny. I mean, that's the funny part. All that effort in not being who I was and trying to be somebody I wanted to um, think would please them, it just doesn't end up working in the long run. If you notice, it always ends up blowing up at some point because you're holding your true feelings back. All right, I've got four tips for you. One, be clear on your feelings. First, notice if you're feeling agitated or in a reactive state. It's okay to have a reaction, but it's important to know what's been triggered inside of you. Two, whether you know what your true feeling is or you have a reaction, don't judge yourself. You have to own your feelings no matter what they are. You have to own them. If you disown them, it doesn't make them go away. It just makes them feel crappy inside of you. So look deeper into why are you not accepting them? Why or why not? Are you, you know, if you're accepting them, great. If you're not, this is really an opportunity to go, what is it? What is it? Feel the shame. Find it. Stop wishing things were different. And say it's okay to feel how you do, even if it's a hot mess. Three. When you accept where you are, which can be, again, you're a total hot mess or not, do you need to express anything to anybody? What can you truly express from a place of owning your feelings? This takes courage, guys, and this is where you start to change things for yourself, even though it feels hard, impossible, and like you're going to lose. You're not. You're gaining yourself. So owning your feelings means being responsible for, excuse me, responsible for them and okay with them at the same time. Number four, start small and be honest about how hard it is for you to do this with another person. You can tell somebody, it's really hard for me to share this, but I realize that I have to start honoring my own feelings or nobody's going to honor them, so I'm going to share with you how I feel. You can say things like that. And you can explain that you're working on yourself and you're growing and you want to feel good and that knowing if you hold it in, you're going to feel worse and it's not going to get any better for you. And the bottom line is, if you don't honor your feelings, nobody else will honor your feelings. I promise you that. So, call to action. Holding in your feelings or denying them leads to all sorts of emotional and physical issues. You matter more than the suffering you do. You have a universal right. You have the right to feel you're responsible for others' story that includes you. Ha <laughs> ha. Where you need to keep performing or you can set yourself free and own your feelings and your own shit. Yeah, it gets easier, I promise. Related podcasts, two of them. Number 390. Why should I share my feelings when it changes nothing? I hear this all the time. It's a great podcast to listen to, you guys. Number 345, journey of attachment. It's easier to ignore my feelings. So, hey, thank you for tuning in. Um, please go leave a five-star rating on iTunes, okay? If you like this podcast, please do. It brings me up in the rankings so other people can find this podcast. I keep forgetting to put it out there, and now I'm trying to remember to put it out there. If you have questions on any topics or you have a topic, please email podcast at tracycrossley.com. You can also message me on social media. People do all the time. Any way you want to get a hold of me, go for it. And I will answer the questions on Facebook Live, which is every Thursday, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, noon Eastern Time. And when you do watch Facebook Live, you can also leave questions there as well. 
So anyways, you guys, you take care. Now, and if you have any interest in any of my programs, I suggest you reach out to Nicole at tracycrossley.com. She's a client of mine who is currently helping out by talking to people about my different programs and sharing her experience of that. And I think it's really worth your time if you've been listening to this podcast and you realize, hey, I need some more help here. Okay, guys, take care. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.